welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Yeah, I'm changing Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 is where I'm going to be right now. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody already got what you needed from the Lord. Hallelujah. You got just what you wanted, just what you needed. You didn't know you came to church to give God glory. You thought you were coming for something else. But all God wanted from you was a yes, Lord. All God wanted from you was your praise. And he gave you just what you needed when you gave him just what he wanted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's good like that, isn't he? He's good like that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. I'm reading from the New King James. I'll start over again. I apologize. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're gifted to go as a prophet. As a prophet. As a prophet. Last week we started a new series called Gifted to Go. And we talked a little bit about what these gifts from Holy Spirit, from God, actually are used for by the believer, by the body of Jesus Christ, in the body of Jesus Christ. And we talked about different types of gifts. We talked about the three different types of gifts that are communicated in Scripture. We talked about manifestation gifts that are in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We talked about um, administration gifts in the same in the same chapter. And we talked about redemptive gifts that are listed in our scriptural, scriptural focus over the next seven weeks. Scriptural focus over the next seven weeks, the redemptive gifts. The manifestation gifts are activated by Holy Spirit unction. The manifestation gifts are activated by Holy Spirit unction. Those are the gifts that God uses to interrupt the things that are just happening in the world to let us know that God is still sovereign. Amen. The administration gifts are gifts that are activated by office. Those are the gifts that are used by that God uses um, with people being being put into position and place for them to be used by God in that position and in that place. They're at their their administrative gifts are activated by office. But the redemptive gifts are activated at birth. Right? The redemptive gifts are activated at birth. They are our birthright. And as I was growing up, when I was 21 years old, I was under, um, I was in Chicago, Illinois, and I went to this church called Monument of Faith, pastored by Apostle R.D. Hinton. And I realized when he was talking to me, just one-on-one, I was trying to figure out what in the world was I supposed to do with this life God gave me. I was trying to figure out where and how I was supposed to be living and what I was supposed to be doing. Apostle Hinton looked at me and he said, baby, God will only anoint the real you. The power of prophecy is that when prophet speaks, it sets you on course to your destiny. (laughs) Power of the prophet is to speak truth to power. 
as we talk about what this thing called prophecy looks like, we're going to talk about it from the perspective of the redemptive gifts. The hard part about this, though, is when we look at the redemptive gift of the prophet, you'll see that prophecy is in every one of the three gifts, every one of the three lists. There is a redemptive gift of the prophet. There is an administration gift called the prophet. And there's a manifestation gift of the prophet. This prophet or prophecy is listed in all three. That, ver that very easily means, or that simply means, the definition of the prophet, the one who speaks truth to power, can do so in a way that interrupts the natural order of things. Absolutely. God can use the spoken word from heaven to interrupt everything that is happening on the earth right now. But that doesn't mean because you are manifesting the, in the gift of prophecy that your redemptive gift is prophet. It just means that God has overcome you in a moment to let God's glory be seen and known in the earth through you. Say amen, somebody. It may not be you, but God is using that gift through you. Don't get confused about that. Additionally, there are individuals who communicate prophetically that are not serving in the office of the prophet. They may be used by God in, um, in the office of the prophet, and they're communicating prophetically, but that doesn't mean that that's who they were created by God to be. It just means that they have lived their life in a way that they have been trusted and tried enough for enough people in the world to realize their relationship with God is strong enough to be trusted. Simply means that you've been with God and we've seen you with God long enough to know that you are one who is able to speak truth to power. This truth to power comes in many, many forms. It's a type of prophecy that changes the course of someone's life. It's a type of communication that changes the course of destinies and adjusts us to see the possibilities that we otherwise couldn't see. It also means that we can be a prophet in the office and this person who is one that's anointed with integrity to do just what God has challenged and tested us to do. These people who are in the office of a prophet are people like Elijah. They're people like Isaiah. They're people like Samuel. They're people like Moses. They're people like Jeremiah. Jeremiah Wright. There are people, Jeremiah Wright. There, there are people like, Jay, don't think that it stopped in Scripture. Don't think that these gifts stopped in Scripture. There are people like James Cone. There are people like Freddie Haynes. And there are people like Howard John Wesley. There are people who you know have been tried in the fire of adversity and tested by the lure of prosperity. And they have stayed the course in obedience to God, no matter what the cost. But manifestation can cease, saints. And mantles can be dropped. But redemption is a choice. And that's why we're talking about redemptive gifts. Those of us with the manifestation gift of the prophet are often the loudest ones in the room. Yeah. They're the bulls in the china shop, so to speak. They're the, all right, hold on now. I hear you. All right. They're the bulls in the china shop. They're those who care about truth more than they care about relationship. They're often the office referee. 
the family member who makes sure everything is right. Not just right, but right. They're the church member that would rather argue, argue you down than let their words be misunderstood. These are the people that show forth the manifestation gift of prophet. They see things in black and white or right and wrong, and they're so committed to truth that they don't care who is torn down in its wake. But on the flip side, they got power with God. Because, because they're so focused on truth that they search the scripture for the truth. They got power with God because they look to God for, for the, as the source of their truth. And when they find truth, they're looking to make sure that truth is confirmed. But as an immature prophet manifestationally, or I'm sorry, redemptively, as an immature prophet, you can be judgmental of others when they don't know what you know. You can be unforgiving to others who are not willing to overlook failure because you're not willing to overlook their failures or flaws or weaknesses. And you can have a bitter and unforgiving spirit because you're so focused on being right that when someone is wrong, you can't forgive them. This is why submission is required for every redemptive gift. Because you see, in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, it says, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You have this gift. It's who you are. You can't give it away. But what you can do is use it for your own glory. Say amen, somebody, please. You, you can't give it away, but what you can do is you can use it for your own glory. Because the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable, and God gave us free will... You have the power to decide how you use this gift that God has given you. You can speak truth and you can be one who brings the light of God or you can speak truth and you can cause everyone around you to be confused because you haven't explained the truth that you've received from the Lord. You can speak truth that encourages or you can speak truth that tears other people down. You can speak truth that points people to Jesus, or you can speak truth like the psychics do that point people to their own desires. See, this is what I've learned over time, that a psychic is not just a person who taps into spiritual things. A psychic is essentially a person who has the manifestation gift. I'm sorry, the redemptive gift of prophecy, but they're using it for their own personal gain. They are gifted by God and they're using that gift to lure people to themselves, not to Jesus. This gift and this calling from God is irrevocable. But saints, you get to choose how to use it. How will you use the gifts, hallelujah, that God has given you? What you need to realize, when you just because you were created to speak truth, we're also created to glorify the Father. <laughs> Just because you were all, as you were created to speak truth, you were also created to glorify the Father. You were made like this. Because you were made like this, you can't help but speak truth. The birthright of the prophet is to help others obtain 
their birthright and destiny. Write that down. The birthright of the prophet is to help others obtain their birthright and destiny, to rebuild other people and to restore other people. And the way that that works from the kingdom perspective is just how it worked in Genesis. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. You have the ability to create with your words. Prophets, you have the ability to create with your words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. What did God do on that first day of creation? God separated the light from the darkness. And this is the power of the redemptive gift of the prophet. You have the power to see through darkness and know where light should be. You have the power to see where darkness is and tell the people exactly where the light should be shining through. Your words have created power, creative power from heaven to, have, to speak truth to power in a way that allows for the darkness to give way to light. And only you, only you have the ability to do that as a redemptive gift. You have the right and the responsibility to separate light from darkness. But as you go, understand that your gift needs to be used with grace. Don't speak truth. You have to speak truth, excuse me, but don't destroy others in the process. Speak truth, yes, but do it with relationships in mind. Absolutely speak truth, but speak it so others can be restored to God and not converted to following you. Speak truth, absolutely, but speak truth in love. Isn't that what Jesus did when he was with the 12 at the table? He knew that there was one that was right there at the table that would betray him. He knew that there was one sitting at the table right with him that had followed him for three years. He was sitting at the table eating the bread that he just blessed and drinking the wine that he had just poured, he just prayed over. He knew that Judas was going to be the one that to sell him into the hands of those that were about to kill him. And he could have called Judas out in a way that allowed for Judas to be struck down right there in the moment. Jesus had the power to call on all of heaven's angels all of heaven's army and say this man is trying to take my life but no man takes my life I decide to lay it down he had the power to communicate to Judas in that moment that you have no power over me but what Jesus did is I see that you mean this for bad I see the darkness in your eyes I know that you mean to destroy me and everything about me but what you do, Jesus said, with truth in his mouth and with love in his heart, he said, whatever you do, do it quickly. That's all he said to Judas. He said, whatever you do, do it quickly. Why? Because he knew that the ultimate reason for Judas doing what he was doing was so that you and I could be saved. The ultimate reason for Judas betraying Jesus was so that you and I could have a right to eternal life. And as an immature 
profit what you have to have the ability to do as a redemptive gift of profit. What you have to have the ability to do is to see through people's intentions and to see the desire of heaven through the work of their hands. Your goal and your desire as a, as a redemptive gift of profit is to understand where and how your voice should be used for the power of God. Now, some of y'all been walking around here as prophets, communicating and talking and saying all of the things that you wanted to say out of your mouth. And you've been leaving a trail of destruction in your waist, in your wake. Some of y'all have been walking around here with the redemptive gift of profit, and you, you, you know that you're supposed to speak truth, and you know that you have the ability by God to call out the things that you don't see as right, and you are supposed to use your voice to make them right. What you're doing in that redemptive gift is you're calling souls to be lost because you don't care. You know you're gifted, you know you're called, you know you're right, but you don't care because you have no love. You have no love. You're right, absolutely you're right. You're saying the right things. You're telling us the right things. You're talking the right talk. You're using the right words. You are telling us the truth. You're causing us to die in the process. You are unwilling to leave, to, to leave your gift at the altar to allow God to mature you, mature you in the process of becoming the prophet that you were created to be. Instead of being a blessing to the body, you have the ability to destroy the body of Jesus Christ. Have the ability to destroy what God wants to bless. Because you'll kill the ones that are meant to help you with your mouth. Truth is necessary. Love is what brings us to Jesus. Truth is required, but it is love. That is what draws us to the bleeding side of Calvary. We need you to tell the truth, but we need you to do it in love. We need you to point us in the right direction, but we need you to do it in love. We need you to help us see what can be created by God in the world, but we need you to do it with love. Bible says, with love and with kindness has he drawn us to himself. So if there are any prophets in the room today, if you feel as though you were that bull in the china shop, every head bowed, every eye closed, yep. You feel as though you're that bull in the china shop. You feel as though you're the one who God has called and gifted to be a prophet feel as though that you're the one that sees and knows and understands where and how truth is to be communicated. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I need you to know that you need to submit that gift. God's not going to take it away from you. 
You need to submit that gift to the power of Holy Spirit. You need to submit that gift to power of Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to mature you in that gift so that as you speak, you can do so in a way that's restorative and redemptive. Amen. If there's a prophet in the room, lift your head, every head bowed, every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's one who feels as though you are redemptively gifted as a prophet, you know, you know that you can't shut your mouth. You know that you can't shut your mouth. You know that you have to speak truth no matter where you see the lie. Whenever you see the lie, you have to communicate truth. Just lift your hands. Lift both hands. Lift both hands. If you know that you, just lift both hands. And we're going to do this every week. We're going to pray that God would restore and manifest himself in and through you redemptively for the benefit of the body of Christ. And so, God, I thank you for all of those that are with us today who see and understand and hear and know that your word is speaking to them in this redemptive gift of the prophet. I thank you, Lord, that you've given them the ability and the understanding and the wherewithal to not care about who needs to know what, but they just need to know the truth. I thank you, Lord, that you've built them like this. You've created them like this. You've built them up like this, and you've allowed them to be this person that you've called them to be. I thank you, God, that this gift and this call is irrevocable. It is without repentance. But, God, we ask that you today would allow it to not just be given to them but for it to be redeemed in Jesus name I pray that you would allow for them to walk worthy of this calling that you have given them that you would allow for them to walk worthy of this anointing that you've called them to be in and I pray Lord that you would allow for this gift to be used to create light and dispel darkness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we will thank you and we will praise you raise them up in the body of Christ to go in the in this in this redemptive gift in the way that you've called them to be at work let them be a blessing on their jobs let there be a blessing in their homes let there be a blessing in their churches in this church let them be a blessing wherever they go let the kingdom go with them and allow for their words to bring life and not death and we'll thank you for it and we'll praise you for it in Jesus name and all of God's people said Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, for those of you, the doors of the church are open. We got to go into communion. For those of you that are here that have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time and today is your day. We're going to walk through every one of these redemptive gifts. We're going to talk about them. And even in Bible study, we have the opportunity where uh, just this past Wednesday, I shared a spiritual gifts assessment with those of us who were in Bible study. Amen. Those of us who are in Bible study, y'all should be jealous if you weren't in Bible study. Those of us who are in Bible study, we got a spiritual gifts assessment. Come this week, I might share it again, all right? The doors of the church are open. For those of you who have never been, never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time and today is your day. Come, come. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, now is your time and today is your day. If you have accepted Christ but you've turned aside and you've walked in your own way, it's time for you to come back home. Now is your time. Today is your day. Whether you're virtual or you're here in the sanctuary, come, come, come. Or if you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. We don't promise to always get it right, but we try promise to love each other as we're trying to get it right. Amen.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to continue worshiping God. Amen. I need some amens. You know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we want to worship God with our giving. Amen. 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 On Communion Sunday, second Sunday, we have two offerings. One is our regular tithes and our offering. And the second is our benevolent offering. Amen? Amen. Our scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 10. And it reads, he who, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this privilege. We thank you for this opportunity to give back some of what you've given to us. Father, we pray that you would use it for the building of your kingdom. God, we thank you for the giver and we praise your name. Amen.
great Holy Communion. Thank you.
1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the night the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Minister Lingham will pray for the bread. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what this bread represents. God, in your word, you said, do this in remembrance of me. So, Father, we will never forget what you've done for us. We'll never forget the price you paid for us. We'll never forget how you sacrificed your body. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to remember and not to forget. Lord, we love you and praise you. Amen. Let's eat together. In the same manner, he took also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. Deacon Lee Jones will pray for the cup. Hallelujah. It was the blood. Right there, it was the blood. Lord God, we thank you for the blood that was shared for the remission of sins. We thank you for the covering, Lord God. We thank you that we thank God that you're not like others, Lord God, who look on our outside appearance. You look within our hearts, Lord God. So you cover us with the blood, Lord God, so we have that identity in you. So we thank you for all that you have done, doing, and continue to do. We bless your holy name, Lord God. It's the blood, Lord God. Amen. Praise God. Let's drink together. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death. Till he comes, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let's stand together there to lift our voice. Claire's cares are past home at last, ever to rejoice. Praise our God. In good old Baptist tradition, we don't give a benediction on this Sunday. We just allow ourselves to walk out with a hymn. So, Minister Wilkins, can you do, do us the honor? Oh, I want to see him. Come upon his face. Sing forever all the saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. There's a past home at last, ever to enjoy. Oh, I wanna see him look upon his face. Let us sing forever on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Home at last. 